Hey, this is Caleb Clay, Associate Pastor of Anchor Faith Church here in Valdosta, Georgia. We want to thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message. We believe that it will minister to you and be a blessing to your life. Now get ready to receive a word from God. Do you guys mind today we kind of share, we kind of talk? Uh, we have had a very hectic week in our home. So it's like when Pastor first talked to me just a few weeks ago, I was like, okay, you know, he said, well, why don't you talk about faith? And I said, well, yeah, you know, but then, you know, if you're going to talk about faith, you have to have a trial so you can show your faith. And then, you know, so I don't know. Next time he says something about talk about faith, I must say, mm, let's revisit that thought again. <laughs> but, you know, when he first mentioned, the first thought that came to my mind was, hmm, Let's talk about, let's go and read in Matthew chapter 1. Let's talk about the birth of Jesus Christ wasn't this wise. And I read and read. And, you know, then things happen. My beautiful baby just, you know, hurt her arm. And I'm at the hospital, you know, and this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. So it was still on the birth of Jesus, but it took a little twist. How did Mary fight her battles? You know, we know Joseph was a great man. I mean, he had to be. He, he had to trust that a dream was God speaking to him. He was a, a, I mean, could you imagine? You just woke up and then he tells you, well, your soon-to-be wife is, yeah, was that God? Hmm. But I want to talk about more on the side of how did Mary fought her battle, okay? So I am going to look chapter 1. I'm going to start in verse 26. And it says, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin spouse to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Wow. Right? It says, Mary was troubled at his saying. It says, can cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. Then it keeps going, and the angel said unto her, fear not. Okay, and then immediately we think, oh, she panicked. No, 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 no. It says, fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. The word fear in there means to be alarmed. She was alarmed. She said, oh, gosh, what is he saying all these nice things about me? You know, like we will think, uh, why will God speak so nicely about me? I know all my mistakes. But she wasn't afraid of the angel. She wasn't afraid of his presence. He wasn't afraid of him coming into her room and speaking to her. So if we're going to fight our battles right, we're going to have to learn to be people of the presence of God. That when God speaks to our hearts, we're not afraid. Is that God? Did I hear from God? Did God spoke to me? No, we know his presence. Wow, what you're asking me to do is a lot, Father, but God's speaking to me. It says then, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. I will be a little scared too if he tells me all this stuff. Comes into my room, I start, wow, I'm going to conceive in my womb. I'm going to have Jesus, the Messiah, the one that, oh, I heard all the stories through the years. I've heard how great the Messiah is coming. And I'm going to be the one carrying the Messiah. I'll be troubled at his saying. Not at his presence, not at the angels speaking to me. But whoa, what an assignment. Okay. 
Then it says, Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. So I want to break this a little bit. It says, And the angel answered and said, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of God, the power of God. That's the miracle-working power of God. So tonight I want you to think, we're talking about Mary, but I don't want you to leave it all thinking just on Bethlehem. I want you to think on your lives. When the angel has spoken to you, when God has spoken to you by his Holy Spirit and had told you the power of God, the power of the highest is going to overshadow you, the miracle working power of God is going to work in your life, what have you done with that? What did Mary do? It says, and the power, that miracle, that dynamite, you know, that's the word that comes from dynamite, that miracle, that explosive power of God. It's going to come over her, and it's going to overshadow. And then he says, and behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, and he goes on to tell her she is also going to conceive. And uh, he says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. So I'm going to ask you tonight, start thinking, what things have God spoken to you in your time with God? What has God promised you? What has God visited you at some point this year and has spoken a word and the power of God has come upon you and you knew it was God. You knew God told you this and this is going to happen or I'm going to do this or you're believing me for such a thing, for a healing, for a miracle, for your cousin, for your uncle, for your father, for yourself, for your spouse. God has spoken and told you, I'm going to heal. I'm going to deliver. I'm going to bring provision. What have you done with that? Because he says here, the angel says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. The Amplified says, for with God, nothing is ever, not sometimes, not maybe, not on such a day. But he says, with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. If God spoke to you. God is going to do it. If God said something, he will fulfill it. That's how we fight our battles, with the word of God. This past week, we sat in the emergency room with broken bones. But God promised in his word, he said, by his stripes she's healed. Believers will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We got the Holy Ghost inside of us. We pray in the Spirit. We pray in the Spirit. We pray because when I don't know what else to do, all I have is the Spirit of God in me. And the Spirit of God in me will pray His perfect will for that situation. So I don't know where you're at today, but I'm here to tell you with God, nothing will ever be impossible. Whatever promise God gave you in 2018 or 2017, if you hang on to it, you will see it come to pass. Okay, then it says in the verse 38, And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed. But I want to look at it. First of all, she said, Behold, the handmaid. The handmaid was somebody who by choice, 
have decided, I am a servant. By choice, I am a servant of the Most High. Mary said, it's not because I am a slave, it's because I have chosen to serve you. So I am by choice the handmaiden of the Lord. Be it unto me, and this is when I probably all hell broke loose when she said, be unto me according to thy word. According to what you have spoken, whatever it was, let it be. The word in there, word, is the word rhema. We have two types of word, right? We have the logos and we have the rhema. The logos is the, this in here. This is the logo word of God. It's the written word of God. I can take anything from here for any situation and I can use it for whatever. God gave it to me. It is love letter to me and I love his love letter. You know, many of us spend time uh, with God, but we never learn his word. You know, what good will it be to me to have a husband and never spend time with him? Not to know his love letters to me. Well, I want to know my, my father's love letters to me. But then we have the rhema. You know, have you ever been reading the word? You open and it says, huh, uh, by his stripes I'm here. Whoa, 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 whoa. I never saw that in there. It's like it jumps out of the paper. That's the rhema. That's God's sword for you in whatever situation you are. If you're reading the Bible and you're just praying and you're, Lord, I don't know what to do, and you're praying, all of a sudden that word becomes alive somewhere in there. That's your rhema. You know that sword of the Spirit that Ephesians talks about? That's your rhema for that situation. That's the word you speak in that specific trial that you're going through. But you have to spend time in the word. You have to know the word. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will only bring to your remembrance those things that what? That are there. If you don't have nothing there, well, I don't nothing, nothing comes out. Like I tell the kids, if you're not passing the class, I can make it happen to you. Sorry, dude. You have to give me something to work with. Well, God says the same. You got to put the word in there. So when, you need, when I need to remind you of something, I say, hey, remember that word in such and such a section in there? There's the word. But if you don't put the word in, what is God going to use to fulfill in your word, in your life? Nothing is going to ever happen. You're going to be in the same old, same old, same old, with no hope. Okay? So he says, Mary said, behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to your word. Then, uh, you know, I was thinking, it's just me, but I said, you know, Lord, we know that uh, uh, without faith, the Bible says it's impossible to please you. And I mean, she expressed her faith, but I wanted to see more. So I kept reading the, down there in Luke 39, verse 39 through 45. And it talks about when she went to see uh, her cousin. And somewhere in the verse 45, then uh, Elizabeth said to her, And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. So it wasn't enough that she had the word from God. So it's not enough that I memorize, you know, what the Bible says. I've got to put my faith with it. Mary not only saw the angel, heard what the angel said, but it says in here that she believed it. So you've got to believe. That's how we fight our battles. That's how we take the word of God and into our spirit, man. And we fight with that battle, okay? It's only with that sword. It's only believing what the word says. And faith comes by what? Hearing. And hearing by? The word of God. You got to follow that. And I believe that's what happened with Mary. Mary kept going. Mary kept doing. But Mary kept meditating. How many times we see in the scriptures that it says that she pondered 
those things in her heart. We got to ponder the word of God. We got to do like Joshua, meditate on it day and night. May, day and night. So it makes our way prosperous. Okay? So as I think of Mary, there are two things I looked up. I thought, well, number one, she was a woman of prayer. So if I'm going to see the word of God be manifested in my, in my life, no matter if God spoke to me, no matter if the angel overshadowed me, no matter if it was a rhema word or a logos word, if I'm going to see it come to pass, number one, I have to be a woman of prayer. I have to know when God speaks to me. Number two, I have to be a woman of faith because without faith it is impossible to please God. So then I started to think, you know, okay, God speaks to me, God tells me things, but what happens from the time God speaks to me? I mean, from the time they spoke to her, the word, when the angels came, I mean, there was times. I can't imagine, you know, they don't say anything in the Bible about all the times I probably she said, well, was that real? Did the angel really came to see me? You know, and Joseph probably had the same thought. So I went back and I, I kept digging and I look in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 32. And I'm, I'm going to mix it with the King James and the message. It says in the, King, in the King James, it says, But call to remembrance the former days, in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions. And that is true. How many times you hear a new revelation and what happens? You know, you hear that, oh, God heals. And then all of a sudden you got sick like a dog. And then you have to start putting into action the word of God. You have to start standing on the word because you got to believe it. You got to confess it until it becomes a reality. And he says part, and then in here he's talking uh, to them and he says, uh, I'm going to read that in the message. It's, it's really cute. He says, remember those early days after you first saw the light. Those were the hard times. He says, kicked around in public, target of every kind of abuse. Some days it was you. Some days they were your friends. He says, if some friends went to prison, you stuck by them. If some enemies broke in and sized your goods, you let them go with a smile, knowing they couldn't touch your real treasure. Nothing they did bother you. Nothing set you back. And yeah, maybe you don't have this kind of trials. He's talking to people who were really persecuted for standing on the word of God. But maybe you come make a comment at work and somebody make kind of fun of you. Or maybe you told your family. And they are, oh my, did you believe in that stuff, buddy? You know, maybe you have gone through these things. And I imagine maybe Mary did. Maybe Mary talked to somebody and somebody put her down. Oh, come on, it's power of the highest. Yeah, I know where you were that night. You know, you never know. People talk to you. They try to, take, try to take your faith down. You know, the enemy will use anything. And the family, especially, those are the worst because those are the ones that you put that shield down. Around my family, I'm comfortable. I don't have to put the shield up. I, I don't think they're going to come and hurt me. And then you're wide open. And then any statement they make goes and pierces your heart straight through because you don't expect it, right? But then it says in here, so don't... Throw it all away. You were sure of yourself then. In other words, when you were in that closet, in that prayer closet, and God spoke to you, you were sure then. You knew because you were in the, in the God is here. I can sense his presence. I know he's telling me that there's a financial need, but he said he's going to provide for the need. I know he's going to do it. But then he says, it's still a sure thing. He says, but you need to stick it out. 
staying with God's plan so you'll be there for the promised completion. The King James says, cast not away therefore your confidence, okay, which has a great recompense of reward, for you have need of patience. And the Amplified says, Cast not away your fearless confidence. I like that. Your fearless. Not just cast not away your confidence. Oh, I'm believing God. No, it's your fearless because I know. I can tell the devil, just shut up in Jesus' name. Shut up. I know. Every time the thought comes to my mind, I just quote the scriptures. Every time the devil says her bone is broken, I just says, my father has healed it. Because by his stripes, she's healed and she's whole. Anytime the bill is not, you know, I'm looking, God, she's due the 28th. Today is the 24th. But my father shall supply all my needs. He's not going to supply some of my needs. It's that he will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I don't even have to, to, to dig the scriptures because I have stored in here. And out of the well springs out of me, I know what his word says, and I can quote it. I take that sword of the spirit, and I just sling it at him. I put the shield of faith that quenches all the fiery darts of the evil one. All. doesn't say it quenches some. It quenches all the fiery darts. So you need to take that sword. And I bet you that's what Mary did. Those times that she sat in that rock and she said, oh my gosh, I got the son of the highest in my womb. And you can say, oh my gosh, right here, I have my child, the child of the promise. This is what God has promised me. This is my promise and I'm holding tight onto that promise. And I'm speaking the word and I'm confessing the word. And it doesn't matter what anybody says. The word will stand. Because after you've done it all, you stand. That's what the Bible says. After we've done it all, we stand. Stand on that word. Okay? I bet you that's what Mary's did. It says, cast not away your confidence. And then I like it says, because you have need of steadfast patience and endurance. That patience, like Pastor Mark was talking about with Camden, Patience is just standing with a smile. I don't feel like a smile, but I got to stand with a smile. Patience, endurance is me not yielding to pressure. I'm going to stay in here even though it don't look like it's good. I'm going to stand in here because I know God said my electric bill is going to be paid. I don't know what your promise is, but whatever the promise is, you just got to do like Mary. You just got to hang tight onto that promise so you can see the manifestation of that promise. So we not only need patience, but we need steadfast and firm patience so we can see the promise of God. He says, through faith and patience, we inherit the promises of God. We have the combination of both of them. Now, there's one thing in here that I skipped, and it's in Hebrews at the top, verse 23 says, let us hold fast the profession, the confession of our faith without wavering for his faithful, that promise. What he said he was going to do, he is going to do it. I don't care what it is. If it's in that book, it's yours. I always tell people, find your promise. If you haven't found it in praying, sometimes God, like I said, you have your word and God will give it to you. That'll be your rhema. But if you don't have an idea, I don't even know what to think. Go here. 
if you have a scripture that backs up what you're believing God for, you got it. It's just, it's, it's yours. You don't have to do anything. You just have to stand on that word. Whatever he promised you, it's yours. Okay? Then I have in here in Hebrews 11, 3, it says, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So I'm going to ask you, how are you framing your words? I got this in here. It looks, don't look too good. It looks like that scab is not healing. And somebody said it probably was cancer because their aunt, the lady that told me says her aunt had one like that. And is that how you want to frame your words? I don't want to frame my word. I want to frame my word by the word of God. I want to frame my word by what God says. I want to frame my word and then stand there. And after done it all, I want to stand on that word. I don't want to let nothing shake me from that. Okay, it says, by faith we understand. Oh, and then it says, we're framed by the word of God. And that word, word, again, thank you. That word, word, is again the word, rhema. It's that word that God gives you in that moment. When you go into the scriptures and you find that, that's the word we're talking about. So, and for my closing, I probably took too long. Pastor Mark might be happy with me. Or might not be. I look at some things in here and I said, you know, I started with Mary. I saw how she fought her battles. Number one, I saw, well, Mary was a woman of faith. Obviously, it says that, you know, blessed she that believed the word that was spoken over her. Uh, Mary was not afraid of the presence of God because Mary was, hey, hi, angel, you know. Woo, just saluting me in a different way, but she was not afraid of the presence of God. Okay? And then I said, hmm. I put a few people in here that I said, I want to be like them. I put in here, I want to be like Abraham. And people said, ooh, you want to be like Abraham? Abraham lied. Abraham almost sold his, sis, his wife saying he was her sister. You know, and yeah, he messed up a lot of times. But I'm also reminded, <laughs> I'm reminded of Romans chapter 4, okay, where he says, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. He staggered not. He didn't sway at the promise of God. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He says, I'm being fully persuaded. When was the last time that you were fully persuaded of what the word of God says? When was the last time you were fully persuaded that God said that job was mine? And they hired somebody, but you know what? God said it's my job, so it's just a matter of time. They either get fired or they open another position. Because that's my job. God said it to me. When was the last time that you were fully persuaded? When was the last time you were over 99 and you were having a kiddo? Then it says in here, fully persuaded. What he had promised, he was able to perform. Then I look in, in Romans, it says in here, which one did I put? Oh, this was cute. Look how he reads in this translation. He says, he didn't tiptoe around God's promises, asking skeptical questions. He plunged into the promise and came up strong, and came up strong, ready for God. So don't be tiptoeing around the word of God. Open the word. Eat the word. I found his word and I ate it, the Bible says. And in Romans uh, 4, 17, it says, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him... 
whom he believed. Even God, who quickeneth the dead and called those things which be not as though they were. So, listen now. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. He was appointed our father in the sight of God, in whom he believed. This is the Amplified. Who gives life to the dead. It's talking about God. And speaks of the non-existent things. What is that non-existent thing that God has promised you? Is that a promotion? Is that a house? Is that a job? Is that a ministry position? What is that non-existent thing that God has promised you? It says, speaks of the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised. He already promised them to you as if they already existed. All it tells me is if it's in the word, if God spoke it, if God promised it for me, it is an existent deal. It is mine. It is mine. But are you, you know, this Christianity is really not for sissies. Christianity is for strong, bold people that are ready to do the battle. Are you ready to do the battle in 2019? I think we all are going through a lot of things this year. And it's preparation for us to conquer. Then I put in here, I want to be an Esther. I want to be Esther. I want to be a woman calling to the kingdom for a time such as this. I want to be an Esther in my job. A woman calling to the kingdom, called to Lowndes High School for a time such as this. I want to be a woman called to walk in Publix, Walmart for a time such as this. I want to be an Esther. I want to be a Daniel who went into the lion's den. But <laughs> you're talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Even if my God will not deliver me, I will not bow down. Why? Because they knew their God will deliver them. There was no doubt about it. There was no honor box. So why has God promised you that there's no, there's no honor box? I want to be a Joseph who went from a slave to second in command in Egypt. I, I, hey, I may be going through the rough time. I may be sold right now as, as a slave. But hey, the palace is right there, baby, and I am on my way. I want to be a Sarah who conceived at an old age. Mess it up in the process. But hey, she got it. So today I'm going to leave you with that word. What has God spoken to you? What is that promise that the Most High overshadowed you and spoke to you? Are you ready to take it? Thank you guys so much for checking out this week's message. If there is any message that you have missed or you just want to hear again, they are all available for free on iTunes. Just search Anchor Faith Church Valdosta and be sure to subscribe. That way you'll be notified once the new messages are available. Also, if you'd like to learn more about our church and what we have available for you and your family, or if you'd like to donate financially to the ministry, be sure to visit our website at anchorfaithvaldosta.com. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.